0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله العالمين. والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله. ربي شرح السدر يسير لأمر وحلي أقدة من لساني أما بعد السلام عليكم الله وبركاته. الحمد oh, oh, Thanks dear to Allah. Hi everyone. I hope you are good and well. inshallah, in good health and Imam. And inshallah. In today's episode, as I promised you last week, we're going to continue with our discussion and exploration of the inner workers of our mind as to get a better understanding of the nature of human thought and how our mindsets and mentalities are formed. And like I said, I will continue sharing with you my new idea where I define human thought into seven elements or as I like to call it the seven parts of the mental technology of thinking. And that each element or part has its own like unique subsystems. And last week I shared with you the first part, which I called it the conscious mind and its four powerful, powerful, powerful subsystem subsystems of attention, self-awareness, self-control, and decision making ability. in which I said I like the crucial front line. And this first part and its four systems are really at the forefront of our ability to be able to leverage and use our minds for the better and I also such suge- and also share with you free suggestions for habits and to improve these elements and our overall minds inshallah and I also uh, just to quickly recall a few things from last week uh, and I mentioned uh, my new definition of thinking which I said is the in uh, the mental management of information in our inner life. And I said it to you, like habits is an action or behavior we do, but it's also the mental habits and habits of thought, habits of thinking habits. And just to recall and few things like I said, and the main reason why I was interested in human thought in the first place is and I became interested in the key role and human thought or our verbal thoughts or in a speech or our private self-talk placing like And self motivation, self awareness, self understanding, self knowledge, self control, and problem solving and creativity, resilience, and you know, in the other types of emotion, like positive emotions, like imam, hope, love, self determination, courage, and how, and how we deal with failure and mistakes. And in other words, like, you know, the complex inner experience and the key role our thoughts played. In, in the experience of our everyday life and, and to quote one poet who said that choice of attention to pay attention to this and to ignore that is to the inner life what choice of action is to the outer experience so in other words I, I'm, I'm interested in like how we can improve the quality of our life because since you know what we focus on or what we give thought to in affects our inner life obviously and of course and more importantly like I said and also more importantly like I'm saying so how we can learn to change and make positive lasting meaningful changes how to sustain it and kickstart the motivation and the commitment to make you know lasting changes but another goal of these episodes also to remind us that that our mind consists of like multiple systems that help us you know to accomplish any specific task or any activity we engage in because human thought is like as you will see inshallah it's like a multi-dimensional, it's got a multi-dimensional aspects of it and that's why I really, like I mentioned to you, thinking comes natural to us that we forget what a miraculous gift it is and there's that verse of allah <laughs> where allah says do they not think deeply about themselves <laughs> and how He created them and many other types of verses and all the verses related to human psychology always get me excited because obviously like is my i'm passionate i curious and and I'm an aspiring student of human nature, human behavior, and human psychology. So obviously, all the IRs of is related to human psychology interest me. And of course, another major thing that I really want to emphasize and want to really uh, share with you, and I'll keep reminding myself and you, is that our everyday habitational pattern of behavior or routines are guided by our mental habits, and which are said to be like mental shortcuts. And like I mentioned that... Habit is not only an or behavior you do, but it's a, it's a psychological mechanism or a mental system or a special type of memory or thought process that organizes and drives our everyday thinking, feeling and behavior. So a better and deeper understanding of learning how our mind works helps us to leverage the extraordinary power of human habits for the better. So without further ado, in today's episode I will continue and share with you the second element of human thought or as I like to call it, the second part of the mental technology of thinking, inshallah. And the second part of the mental technology of thinking is language. We will be discussing and exploring the power of language and its subsystem, words. And I always ask people, what language do you think in? And because language is a powerful tool that we all need to learn to use wisely as we will see. And it's not only in a communication tool that we use to express our thoughts, but it also helps us to organize our thoughts, to change our thoughts. And it's a means to understand ourselves and others and our world. And they say that the language you speak influences your mentality or mindset because culture, because they say that culture, language and thought are like tightly meshed together, so they're kind of like hard to separate together. And that's why like if you think about it, if you get a Somali person who's born in China, a Somali person who's born in in England, and a Somali person who's born in like, you know, in the Somaliland, each one of them, you know, the ethnics might be Somali, but each one of them is going to have a different mentality, because one will have like a Chinese mentality, one will have an English mentality, and one will have a Somali-lander uh, mentality. <laughs> so it kind of makes a sense why it's kind of hard to tease apart, like, you know, language, culture and thoughts. And that's why you notice that whenever a country conquers another country, they usually often start changing the education and, the, you know, road signs and stuff like this into that particular language. Because over time, they want the people to start developing that same sort of mentality which makes sense, right? And that's why I always tell you that funny story of the legendary teller of a crazy Somali man who used to walk around the street talking to himself and everyone knew Mr. Crazy Guy in the community, but in legend has it, he replied with wisdom because somebody went up to him and said, hey Chama, you always talk to yourself. What do you talk about? And then he replied back, I'm not the only one. And Then he replied back, I'm not the only one who talks to myself. I only make myself to hear what I'm saying. And in other words, what he's saying is like, I mentioned to you in episode one, he's saying that, He's only doing what we call thinking, but he's only doing thinking out loud. But another version of the same story has it that he replied, Listen, I'm not the only one who talks to myself. He said, Everybody talks to themselves. The only difference is I argue with myself. When I heard this story, that's when I when I heard this story, I was just starting to become curious about the role like our thoughts played in you know in decision making, in self-awareness, like how we influenced and how we shape. Obviously I didn't and at that time I was just starting to become a keen student of human nature. So when I heard that story, I was just curious about like the how our thoughts like gets shapes and the language we're thinking and you know, how it shapes our mentality and our mindset and how it's formed and how to change them, all that stuff. That's why I was into like self-awareness, you know, like I mentioned before, self-awareness, self-control, self-motivation, I was interested in this. Then, as I got deeper and deeper, as I dive deeper, I realized that words have features, or what I like to call the secret life of words. So shall I'm going to be sharing with you the features and the secret life of words and why the words matter. And the first feature of words is this, that words are the sound of your heart. The Chinese say, words are the sound of your heart. And the Somalis, they say that, meaning that your heart, your tongue steals was in your gut. And sometimes when you think about the heart, we sometimes say a hatch or gut feeling. All those are describing really, or intuitive, like intuitive feelings, Like when we describe intuitive and hatch, Got feeling, all these are describing, you know, uh, from our heart. So they say words are the sign of your heart and the English say words are the dress of your thought. But the real reason that words really matter is that because they say that words contain information which serve as a window or insight into our deepest thoughts and emotion. because thinking and feeling, they say, are like heads and tails so they stir each other up. Or they have like a chicken and egg relationship They're hard to tease apart, so it's difficult to know which one comes first. Obviously, because they're both subtle. So obviously, you need to become more aware, like I've always been mentioning this in the last several episodes about the importance of self-awareness, because the triggers, we want to know the triggers, the subtle cues of emotions and feelings. Like if you go back, I said habits have in a trigger or cue, and I said there's nine of them. Thoughts, feeling, situation, people, place, time, object, other habits when they're part of a routine and in body language right so it's hard to tease apart when there's this complex inner in experience of which one was triggering what so we have to develop a good self-awareness and that's why they saying because like this affects obviously your emotional and your mental state and if you think about it we are always constantly like going into and out of different you know emotional and mindset or mental states all day long so I was curious like okay then how do you reprogram your mind to experience like more positive states or moods you want to experience right and that's why they say one side one Canadian psychologist said that inner speech like becoming aware of your thoughts your deepest thoughts and your words he said that quote inner speech allows us to verbally analyze our emotions motives and thoughts and our behavioral patterns and it puts to the forefront of consciousness, in a words like awareness, what would otherwise remain mostly subconscious. So this helps us, even scientists now say like what they call the metacognition, which is thinking about thinking, this helps us to understand our own mental or thought process. So by analysing our words, our verbal thinking is important. That means it's important for self-understanding, self-awareness, self-motivation and self-control. This is when I realized that we can learn to change our words and live richly like in a way to, in a way to like how we can program our mind to experience like you know, like I mentioned, like positive emotions and states that we want to experience by learning how words work. And I give you an example: a non-Muslim guy called Larry Stewart. Larry Stewart was a very successful businessman, but he was not always like that. One day in, in nineteen before 1979, a week before Christmas, he lost his job. He lost his job, so he was feeling devastated and feeling sad. And as you can imagine, feeling, you know, very, very pretty low. And then something interesting happened. He noticed a homeless person. He noticed that there was a homeless person on a freezing cold day. And then he said this to himself. Notice this, he said this to himself, like self-talk. He said to himself, quote, I think I've got it bad. So look, he changed his frame. He noticed that this other person who was homeless, who was sleeping outside. Then he said to himself, I think I've got it bad. This inspired him that... Ever since like every December since nineteen seventy-nine, he would go out, he would put on like a Father Christmas outfit and he would go out into the stranger. He would go out into the streets giving strangers free money. It's estimated he gave out one point three million in his in, that, in in his lifetime because that moment inspired him. So he changed his thoughts, he changed his words, and that's why language is powerful because we can use thinking and words to change. Uh, emotional state so he was feeling pretty low pretty down you know sad about losing his job one week before christmas because obviously as muslims we don't celebrate christmas but you could imagine he was you know losing his job before that he, he was devastated and feeling bad and stuff like that, and then he noticed. So that's why I am saying the quality of what you pay attention to, what you pay for, to what you give for, to really does matter because it affects your mental life. And one Russian psychologist, his name was kind of a really badass, but, nice, but I'll try anyway, and <laughs> um, Fogoski. And he said that Fogosky and he lived about 100 years ago, nearly 100 years ago it is said to have likened the transition the transition of thoughts and feelings and um, before they put into like language and speech as like a cloud cloud shedding a shower of words. So he's trying to say that whenever we are having thoughts before we bef- whenever we having thoughts and feelings before we put them into language or speech then they, the transition is like a cloud of it's like a cloud shedding a shower of words. So really important in other words what all this means is that Really and truly words do contain important information from our heart if we learn to listen to it. But we can also use it to reprogram our minds, our heart and our souls. And to create more positive states or moods which I'll be sharing with you some tactics and strategies inshallah here in, in a bit. The second feature of words is that words have a meaning. And according to Stephen Pinker, a Canadian psychologist who is an expert in the psychology of words. He said, quote, A memorized pairing between a sound and meaning and he quotes Shakespeare's Juliet who once asked what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any uh, by any other name would smell as sweet. And he and he goes on to say that what's in a name is that everyone who speaks or agrees who speaks that language agrees to use a particular sound to convey a particular idea. So he goes on to say like and memorize arbitrary pairing words because the speaker and the listener have an identical entries in their mental dictionaries. So that was quote by Canadian psychologist Steven Pinker. Think about it. Words have a meaning. So. Because and sometimes we use good words, bad you bad words. Of course, <laughs> that's why as a Muslim is encouraged for us to say. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him وسلم, said, "Say something good or say nothing." And also, in, in a good word is a charity is a form of sadaqa or a charity. So like encouraging each other using good words all those things are and you know help us to get extra good deeds and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the power of words is really summarized by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who says that whenever he wills or intends for something he says kun he says one word kun faya kun be and it is so we're as a human beings we don't have the ability to do that whenever we want to do anything we have to plan organize and it takes time Allah just says one word be kun faya kun and it is so that's the power of words and words have meanings. The third feature or the secret life of words is imagery. All words have an imagery or a picture. So for example, if I say to you a tree or gid. So a tree, what comes to your mind? An image of a tree, hopefully. If you're, if everything is alright. <laughs> but also if I say gid, which is the Somali word for tree, then the same image should come up. If I say umbrella, or talat in Somali, then you should get an image of umbrella or talat, because words have imagery So well, yeah, so that's the third part So obviously another, but another important thing I want to say as well is that self-image when it comes to our self-image If we have bad habits or self-defeating behaviors or negative and self-defeating behaviors Then the imagery or self-image we have of ourselves is tends to be a negative one So for example, let me tell you a story one time I was telling an uncle of mine I said to my uncle if you don't change, you beat yourself or you berate yourself. And he said to me, I know what you mean. I said, what happened? He goes to me, I can't quit smoking. He said, just this morning, I was beating myself. <laughs> so I asked him, what was he saying to yourself? So he goes to me, nah, spatter see not is the equivalent in english i'm stupid so put yourself in my uncle's shoes you're nearly 60 years old you can't quit smoking and then this morning you're having a cigarette maybe on your way to work or in your back garden or whatever he has a cigarette in the morning right part of his morning routine probably and in his deepest innermost thought he's saying to himself not i'm you're stupid so imagine is that a good word of course it's not a good word so that means he has a negative self-image or identity of himself and also we have to look into to ourselves sometimes that's what happens if you have bad habits self-defeating behavior you have a negative image of who you are because remember we said words have an image of so who you are if you see yourself as like nice or stupid or idiot because you have bad habits and that's what you tend to call yourself berate yourself or beat yourself because as it's human nature that and whenever we make mistakes or commit sins we tend to also make you know like and snap Negative judgment against ourselves, calling ourselves you "No, know, like, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. Why did I do that?" that kind of things like this is human nature right it's a tendency it's a human tendency which is a fancy word for habits and then of course that becomes your mental habits and that bings and on your self image and your self identity the image of you have of yourself which obviously affects your and uh, your emotion which brings us which affects your self esteem your self confidence of course which brings us to the next feature of human and uh, which brings us nicely into the next feature of words which is emotional Emotional tone all words have an emotional tone. So if I say to you shut up if I say oh, shit, I'll be you joking in, Yeah, obviously the tone. so like now my uncle when he called himself nice or stupid Do you think that was an emotional positive flavor? No, of course it's not He's probably feeling shame Guilty and bad about him about smoking so the identity or the image of himself is bad so the emotional tone of him calling himself nice or Stupid or idiot. It's obviously going to have an emotional flavor. So when you say to someone I love you You obviously it's going to have a positive emotional flavor, right? So words have an emotional flavor So if somebody calls you an idiot jokingly, like, are oh, you an idiot or oh, you're an idiot You can tell by the tone of their sound if it's coming from their heart And that's why I say words are the sound of your heart. So words are the sound of our hearts Second, words have meaning. The second feature of words, words have meaning. The third feature or secret life of words is imagery. And the fourth is emotional tone or emotional flavor. And the fifth and final one is that words have association. So for example, if I say good, you would say bad. And what I noticed was, whenever I ask people what is a habit, a habit, that everybody knows what a habit is, but 9 out of 10, they usually often associated with a negative, so they will say, you know, like smoking, alcohol, addiction, drugs, it was always, always and often always negative nobody ever saw the word happy on a good side so i realized that the word happy everybody associates it with negative aspects no one ever associates it with, with you know like good habits or beautiful habits everyone associates it with bad or negative side i realized that the word happy. And this is why i wanted to create a new level of awareness to bring people down it's not just a habits is a neutral word it can be good bad it has the good the bad the ugly and the beauty but most of us we associate it with negative because we always whenever we talk about happy we use often talking about like wanting to break a bad habit or you know stopping a self-defeating behavior which is underpinned by a habit or a negative habit or a nervous habit no one ever thinks about it and go, then I realized this itself this association was the habit of or, or thinking habit or habit of mind or mental habit that I need to teach like teach people that hey habit is a neutral word right it's just a neutral word and also you see this in the Western media have done a good job They've linked us, they've linked our religion, Islam, with terrorists. So that whenever you think about the word terrorist, if you ask people something terrorist happened to straight away, they will assume it was something to do with Islam, even if it's like, you know, the far-right in America have caused more damage to American people than the few bad apples among us, right? But they've done a good job, the Western media, of labelling us terrorists. They linked and associated us to work with terrorists, even though, like I said, all those phrases, far-right people have done more, more damage in America than the few bad apples among us. And also like in the 1980s, the late Margaret Fetcher used to label he used to like, you know, label, uh, what's his name, Nelson Mandela, the late Nelson Mandela like as a terrorist and obviously he was locked up because she was supporting that government and she labelled him as a terrorist and obviously afterwards the world labelled him as a hero, so that's why you notice it's always interesting who the media and the BBC, which I always say are like the government's mouthpiece, who they label as terrorist and who they label as rebel, because that's what I'm saying words are associated with good, bad, ugly and beauty, so Words, that's the secret life of words, or the five features of words. Words have at the sound of our heart, words have meaning, words have imagery, words have an emotional tone, and words have associations. Now, the importance of all these things is to realize that words are not only, like I said, in communication tools, because if you look at also in the prophets of Allah, whenever Allah sent the prophets, you always used to send in the prophets or messengers that spoke the same language as those people, because for communication reasons. But when you think about it, words are not only just for communication tools like i mentioned before they are also like a psychological tools which we can use and one of the things is that using words and to change our thoughts and our mind is that it allows us to take control of our own behavior by using words to direct our intention and action for example you remember and if you've ever learned to drive a car when you were learning to drive a car it was like overwhelming or complicated right so what did you do you used to say to yourself like mirror mirror signal and even myself now whenever i'm overwhelmed with something i always say okay first thing first see what that does what words do is they help us to you know direct our intent and uh, direct our intention and attention and action so that we can specifically take control of our own behavior in other words because if we don't, the danger is that, you know, the, the triggers, the cues, and like I mentioned, the thoughts, feelings, situation, people, place, time, object, other routines and body language or posture, you know, all those things, you know, will trigger and cue and promise automatically all day. And that would mean that we're always reacting and responding, and most times in an unhelpful way, right? And that's a sign that your mind is running you instead of you running your mind and of course if we want to change like I said you cannot change your life unless you know how your mind works because our mind is our most valuable asset to making positive lasting meaningful in smart positive changes right and that's why I'm emphasizing again and again about importance of self awareness and I'll keep on doing it and like I said changing your mind and changing the way you think is not easy like I mentioned in the last episode because it takes great effort to really change your mind for the better. So what I'm going to do inshallah is share with you some tips and tactics and strategies in other words some habits that you can form inshallah and to take advantage and leverage this particular element of in the mental technology of thinking especially like words so what i'm going to do with you is share with you three tactics and strategies or particular habits that you can form inshallah the first one is words That can change your minds you've got to get into the habit of replacing words such as like i can't or this is hard or this is difficult with i can and i will inshallah i will succeed and also see mistakes words like mistakes and failures as learning opportunities and see problems and obstacles as challenges to overcome and talking about mistakes and failure let me share with you few words that i personally use and i've been getting my kids to use and they've been spreading it into their classmates whenever i make a mistake or fail at something i always tell myself this I'm the kind of person who learns from his mistakes, experiences and failures. And obviously, if I commit a sin or a bad evil deed, then I say stop for Allah, stop for Allah, stop for Allah. And I've been teaching this to my kid, and my daughter, man is took it to another level. <laughs> She's been teaching it, her classmates that whenever they make a mistake or fail at something, she always says to them, "Say this." I'm the kind of person who learns from his mistakes, experiences and failures. And on a few occasions, even when I when I've wronged her, and I've said, "I'm sorry, Aapo." She always says to me, Don't worry. I always say, I'm the kind of person who learns from his mistakes, experiences, and failures. she basically taught me my own words huh? so you've got to learn to replace all these negative words with positive ones and see mistakes and failures problems and obstacles as challenges opportunities learning opportunities that's the first one the second thing you got to do is get into the habit of writing or capturing your thoughts in or journaling as they say why because they say thinking and writing are the same thing according to um, children Pitts and the Canadian Canadian psychologist he says that thinking and writing the same thing and what it does is it helps you to get clarity on your thoughts and one thing i always ask myself every night is this what did i learn today and it just gives you that few moments to reflect and think deeply on what you learned and then you'll be able to you know capture those thoughts and also your ideas you start to value and you also notice what you think about a lot that's when i realized i have a habit of thinking about habits (laughs) so so that's the second thing the third thing i highly recommend you do is get into what i call sss Silence, stillness and solitude. You got to learn to give yourself 5 minutes of Quietness just learn to be still, learn to be still 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 like with your own thoughts. Because they say there's three things that we fear in death the human there's three things that human people fear death, other people and their own minds. And the reason why we fear that's because shaitan. We always go with so that's why we say <speaking in Hebrew> whenever we get prompted from Shaitan or we say <speaking in Hebrew> when we say, oh Allah, Lord, you know, mankind, can, Mankind and Mankind, we seek from Shaitan and the of reject. you know, and his whispers, he's whispering into the hearts every day. That's why our moods are always changing, our emotions and mental states are always changing because we've got our nafs, we've got that part of our soul which is inclined to temptation and desire, and then you've got the devil or shaitan always wanted to keep making us, you know, fear and anger, he uses negative emotions, right? And these are part and parcel of everyday life, right? So Frustrations, you gotta to learn to deal with them, but you gotta get clarity on them. And that's the three. So, first, learn to replace, you know, bad, learn to replace negative words with good ones see failures and mistakes as a learning opportunity see problems and obstacles as challenges to overcome to to get into the habit of writing and capturing your thoughts for clarity and the third is to get into the habit of silence stillness and solitude and the whole point of all this is they give you you know different perspective and all day long our mind is judging you know commentating reacting to everything that happens to us so it helps us to frame and get a a more clarity or better lens on how we see the world and another benefit as well is we learn from our personal experiences and we can then transfer that knowledge or know-how into solving other problems or issues or even maybe in the future inshallah so i'm talking about words so inshallah i'll leave you with these few words which really and truly encompass like everything we want in this life and day after. fi hasanat wa hasanat wa Allah give us good in this life and day after. And first, and safeguard us from the punishment of the whole fire. And I wish you success in this life and day after. And those few words, like I said, they encompass everything we want. So inshallah, until the next episode, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa prakat.